0: Hello and welcome to From Fear to Fire, Secrets to Overcome Fear, Embrace Your Gifts and Achieve Success. This is the place where real people share real challenges and where you can find a common bond and uncommon wisdom through their journeys to help you move from fear to fire. I am Heather Hansen O'Neill. I am your host Today, as always, and today's quote is by Khalil Gibran, trust in dreams, for in them is hidden the gate to eternity. Love that quote. So today, we have another amazing guest for you. After being dream crushed by corporate America, our guest, Debbie Kazuski, also known as Cruz, listened to the voice within her that said, leave this place and start writing. She is a published author of Soul Meets Body, Precious and Fragile Things, and Live to Tell, and a fourth novel that's coming out called Date with Kate, and all of her novels are about following your heart. In addition to those, she's got an inspirational blog, she's a certified dream manager, coach, and business consultant, and there's there's so much more here, but I just prefer to hear it straight from Debbie. Debbie, how are you today? I'm great, Heather. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you. I'm super excited to have this conversation about dreams. I am a huge proponent of following your dreams, of not letting anyone crush your dreams. So I can't wait to hear more about your strategies and um, be able to inspire our listeners to do the same thing, right? So hmm, where do we begin? You know what, why don't I start by asking you if there's anything else in your journey to get to where you are today that you'd like to share about?
1: Well, I, my whole journey is following your heart. And it's amazing once you get in contact with what that looks like and what it feels like, and you could really physically see all the blocks that are in your way. Mm-hmm. And even this past two days, just getting in deeper, learning so much more of what my sole purpose is. And some of it is a little like, wait, God, can we talk about that? <laughs> um, uh, are you sure <laughs> Did I read that right? <laughs> and, and you know, it's, it's amazing. We're all divinely and uniquely made. Um, and if I didn't have this journey, you know, I would just be a Pavlog dog going through life every day, like alarm clock, ding, go to work, yeah. ding, mm-hmm. get on the train, ding. And I lived like that. I lived like a nomad for so many years. And I really, I just always felt there was something wrong and I didn't know, but I just, that one, I, God sent me millions of signs that said, you know, are you sure you want to do this? You should leave. You should go here.
0: And I'm like, what do you know? And then, the, then that, then that feeling just gets louder and louder until you're like, okay, I can't ignore this
1: one anymore, right? Yes. And there's a meme somewhere where it's it's like, oh God, I I want this, and he gives it to you, and you're like, yeah, but I don't like that color, and he's just sitting there like, <laughs> like oh. So that's, I think, he was like but i could take a nap now this is all got it you're finally listening <laughs> yeah so i'm like i think this time i'm going to listen i don't know Yeah, felt the, the craziest and mm-hmm. i think sometimes you need to go through some of those dark avenues to really get to that moment of truth because you're listening you're you're so eyes and ears open of what am i supposed to do yeah. and that's when they those messages really become clear Hmm. so So,
0: that's how my journey started (laughs) so so in corporate America was it just this like this inner voice this God voice or was there something else that happened with it well
1: I think I was guided the whole the whole time I never wanted to really be in corporate America I was Mm -hmm. I was told you know you're going to get a job the second you you graduate college, like you're going to graduate this weekend, you're going to start a job on Monday. And there was just no ands, ifs, or buts about it. That's, right.
0: was That's what just I, what we did, right? That's just the, you, you follow the journey, you follow the path. But now then you realize at some point, hey, I get to choose. Okay. Was there some fear that went along with that?
1: Yeah, the actual leaving, um, it wasn't, I mean, it was definitely, if you're going to look at it from a divine perspective, I mean, it was definitely like, okay, how many signs do you need yeah. to get out of here? I had to walk around with a panic button. I had to tell a police, one of the police officers on a campus every time I was leaving. Um, my life was like, there was threats. There wasn't like I was scared so scared. Like there was somebody standing there with a the knife, but there was just tiny little threats that were getting worse. And there were other people that I was working with. It was, a, there was a very high, high profile, um, hmm situation going on involving money, because I mean, why why else would it be? And (laughs) so I came in to sort of alleviate the situation. And I was sort of somehow associated as part of it. So it was just uglier and uglier and uglier. And there was a lot of manipulation games, Mm -hmm. um, just as a funny situation. But, you know, just an example of I was talking to somebody and we were just talking about cats and I'm like, Oh, I just really don't like cats, but there happened to be like a whole bunch of, there was like two or three alley cats that kind of hung around. And I came out to my car that evening and there was all cans of tuna fish on my car and around my car and every cat in the neighborhood was right there.
0: Oh my
1: goodness. So it was, it was like that slow building threat. Uh of like yeah. this
0: is just a cat like what's next like what's right next? right what's next? oh boy so how did you fight those fears what did you do were there any strategies that you used I I definitely believe in prayer mm-hmm. I I
1: definitely prayed on it um to just walk out one day was too. would have been really not the right thing it would have been too uh, it would have been uglier so I I stayed in prayer and I was like, I'm here for a reason. And I had to like dig into the little pieces of, okay, this is not the right place for me. This is not the right job. But I noticed things that were really important. So I noticed the the hearts that I was touching where people, there was more than one person scared. There was more than one person that was in this situation. And I realized that I was shining a light for a bunch of people that needed a sanctuary, needed a place to talk, that were getting threatened for different, all different reasons. And they felt safe with me. And I felt like that was really important. So as much as you could totally see the negative and the upset, and that was loud, I really wanted to be silent for the really good things. Because there was so many amazing, great people that worked there. There was amazing work getting done there and i wanted to appreciate that so that when i took the time to appreciate those small little things and really pray for the other people that felt stuck and felt like they couldn't leave and were really crying for help i just did my best to be an avenue for them of feeling safe feeling good knowing that they would be they would be protected if they if they left and they could really make a difference in this world and it shouldn't take away from their, their talents just because they're in an ugly situation that they didn't cause. So I looked at that and I said, well, that doesn't go away. Like that belongs to me. Nobody else owns that, but me and God, tell me how to get out. So I, I, I knew that I was going to take those skills and, and those efforts that I made and bring it with me. And he, he just said, you need to write, you just need to write and don't worry about it. And then it's just amazing how it was like, boom, a conversation that turned into paperwork that turns into like, yeah. And it, I, he orchestrated it so perfectly. Um, it's it easy.
0: You know, sometimes i found the same thing, Debbie, when you're talking about it, I'm resonating with it because, you know, you're, you're thinking that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, but it's like hard, right? Like everything is, challenges come up. It's just one thing after another, the Murphy's law thing. And then when you do, when you realize what you're supposed to be doing and it's stars align, things are easier. So it, it was very um, confusing for me who comes from growing up hearing, oh, you got to work really hard to have things flow like that. But when you're, when you're following more of a purpose, it it does tend to happen that way, doesn't it? Yeah.
1: And you, you know, when you're on the right path of you're, you're in it and it's your purpose and there's no, there's no way you're going back to be like, all right, I'm going to go back to a nine to five. I'm going to go back into an office. I'll just, it'll be fine. You're like, like right now it's like, for me, no. I'll, I'll go through all those clouds of dust and darkness to get to what I need to do because I know that's what it is. And there's no opportunity that will be so enticing to cover that that I've seen. But right. but when you know when you're in that place. Of it doesn't matter about the money. It doesn't matter what I lose. It doesn't matter who doesn't want to talk to me anymore. It doesn't matter if I'm wearing a shirt that's from Target and not from Gucci. It, you know, once you get through those loopholes, yeah. And some of them really sound ridiculous. I, I had I had a client once that told me her 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 happiness would be a Gucci bag. I'm like, that it can't be your happiness. <laughs> like it just can't. It scares me that there's people out there that attach themselves to material things of that's happiness Mm -hmm. but once you can go through those avenues of I don't need this I don't need this I don't need this I don't need this I'm not afraid anymore like there's nothing you could strip yourself of so many things and just be like I am not afraid anymore because if I'm on my divine soul purpose Mm -hmm. everything is taken care of and it's amazing how it just gets taken care of I mean, there's moments of freak out.
0: I mean. you no, know, I, I, I totally get what you're saying, but, you know, I wanted to just address that. So what do they say in, in uh, Buddhism as well is that suffering is um, you're you know, holding on to your attachments, right? So it, you're saying something similar is like you need to let go of some of those things. So that you can find the path and the joy and all of that. Now, you have talked about signs and symbols from the afterworld. So, yeah. ha- tell us a little bit more about that and how you use it in your daily life if you do.
1: Actually, interesting enough, when I was speaking about the job that I last left in corporate America, there was um, a connection that came through that's actually from there. I was working in one part of a building that I hadn't really been to before. And as every time I'd walked down the hallway there, the one hallway had all windows, very long, like wall-sized windows. And there was an image that was at the end of, 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 the, of the hall. And it looked like a man in a trench coat with a, with a top hat. And I was like, maybe it's just a weird lighting. Maybe it's me. And as I would pass it, like I'd see my reflection and my reflection would move, but that image never moved.
0: Mm.
1: And that happened again and again and again for a few days. And so I asked somebody, cause the building was very old. It was over a hundred years old. And I asked somebody that had worked there for over thirty years. I was like, "Did did somebody die here? Because somebody's trying to tell me something."
0: Mm.
1: And he's like, "I don't. Yeah, but I don't remember." So they we we he came to me like a day later. He goes, "Yes," and he remembered that there was a construction going on, and it was something with like the cement and the guy got sucked in something like that. It was like a construction accident mm-hmm. and something with cement. Um, but I felt him talking to me when I was going through the time of what am I doing here? I feel crazy. I don't feel safe with this. What should I do? And I felt like he was trying to talk to me and say to me, you know I'm stuck here forever (laughs) like it was it was a calming it wasn't a scary it was very um I just want like it was a dramatic enough story to say get out yeah you know it wasn't like cry for me you know a scary haunting it was like please listen to me I am talking to you from the actual grounds Mm. and to get out. So I get a lot of signs like that mm.
0: mm-hmm. a lot.
1: And, um, one of the podcasts I did not that long ago, uh, a, a guy on the other side, we just happen to talk about someone that had passed away, a good friend of mine. And he's like, I see somebody standing right behind you for oh, wow. the image. And yeah. I'm like, well, cause I wear her ring. And what? Cause it's like a little fidgety ring. So like I'm underneath <laughs> and I always think of her. So yeah, I, 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 I definitely am loved and protected and I could, I could sit here and tell hundreds of stories.
0: I don't, I don't, I, don't, I know your podcast isn't that long. So <laughs> all right, well, if we have some time. We'll come back to one of those stories at the end. Okay. So, you know, you also help individuals with, you know, starting, doing what you did, starting a new career midlife. So what are some of the things that you would tell someone, maybe one of our listeners who is considering this? Is there, you know, what, what would that look like or what things should they think about?
1: Yeah. So I, I work one-on-one with people. I call it the mid-career burnout because I feel I'm not alone in, You go to college, you're told to be in this career, you start it, you start a family, you know, you get involved in life and then you come to a middle part of your career and you're like, why am I doing this? And a lot of people once upon a time stayed at a company for their longevity. You know, this is great. You know, I'm such a company person and I'm gonna stay here forever. And companies just don't give that much love and dedication back to people. So that's an acknowledgement. You know, being safe is one thing, but if you're safe, but you're miserable, you're bringing that home with you. Mm -hmm. You, you, when you notice those flags of I'm fighting with my spouse, I'm fighting with my children, I'm unhappy, I'm I'm going home and I'm going for a hardcore liquor, or I'm going to happy hour. I don't want to go home. Mm -hmm. When you're avoiding life, when you're having arguments, all of a sudden you're. Physically not well, emotionally not well. Those are all high trigger points. And it's not a place to beat yourself up. It's a place of just acknowledgement of there's something not right here. Mm-hmm. And you know, I like to you talk to my clients and let them know it's a safe place. Let them know that you're you're on the right path. You're doing all the right things. All these signs are just you're in the wrong career.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And once you find what the right career is for you, and what is in your heart, and we identify that by going through just some general process of you know talking about job situations, things you're good at, things you you don't like, even what you like outside of the job that's very important. I know a lot of people are really hooked into taking some of those quizzes like a Myers-Briggs or a Dale Carnegie. And, you know, it's like, those can be great, but that's what it, what's that's what a multiple choice test is going to tell you. Mm-hmm. And sure, they can be used in many ways. And I know people that are very good at, at needing it to identify, but I, I, I dig in deeper than that. Because I really believe in just learning about you and once you can identify with yourself, which so many people are just not in tune with themselves because they're stuck in places that they have to adapt to. So we get you out of that and we go through all of the roadblocks of the I can'ts. So the dream crushing of I can't go back to school because it's too much money and I have a family and I can't take time off from work. I can't because I can't because so we go through all the, I can'ts and eliminate those roadblocks mm-hmm. and we find what's really in your heart and what really gets you excited to get up every day. And we get you into a plan to get to that dream job, the job that's right for you, the job that's in your heart and the job that's going to ignite the fire inside. And once you do that, that energy of positivity and excitement will change everything. You will see how physically you'll become better and how you want to be the best version of yourself to do that job. You'll see how your relationships improve, how emotionally stable you are and people want to be more around you how you want to learn more, how it connects you closer to God in your spirituality. So we uh, tackle all those things, get to the core of you and really make it happen and make it, there's so many scary factors to it. And I've been through all of them. So to sort of guide you on how to navigate that, because it can be very scary. Mm -hmm. We make sure that all of those are in a safety place that you really feel good about doing it. That's
0: good. Yeah. Working through that process certainly could be. And if people are feeling um, just a little bit lost or stuck, the questioning that you do with them helps them through that process?
1: Yeah, because you're all you're doing is dream crushing. Mm-hmm. So I, I have, I'll just take it on another, a little slight topic. I have a friend who she needs to move. Her husband had passed away a few years ago. She lives in a really big house and it's just too much for her, but it's the memories yeah. and it's the feelings and it's the... I don't really want to do it, but I know I have to do it. Mm-hmm. So the excuse there's always an excuse last week, it was, I can't find my hedge clippers. Like, so I can't put my house on the market. It's like, it doesn't really have to do with that, <laughs> but the hedges have to look perfect before they could take photos. Yeah, you
0: know, yeah. like
1: every, it's an excuse. So we make these obvious excuses yeah. to you know, I can't go to the beach because I'm not the perfect weight, And it's, but it's summer. Come on. Nobody's like, you're not going to get there. We're going to have a scale and be like, oh, you're one pound over. You got to go home. Like, no, you know, we make these crazy excuses. Mm -hmm. Most of it is our own ego and fear Mm -hmm. going into it. So really walking through those fear. We start with the easy ones like the hedge clippers and just go through those fears of you're right. You're, you know, you're right. You're right. And get to those safety places. So what are the safe things that will get you through that loop? Okay. So let's get you to that safe place. Let's get you past that. Okay. So now let's build a plan of where you need to be at every level, it, finances is always number one, finances, emotions, physical relationships, let's get you there. And let's build a plan to get you to
0: where you need to be. hmm. Okay. That's super important. Now you mentioned pollination. And I just loved that I was like, Oh, dream pollination. Tell me tell me about that.
1: Yes, thank you for asking. So I uh, in digging deep in myself, I, I realized I needed to really learn every detail. Mm-hmm. So looking up what my name means. So Deborah is Devorah in Hebrew, and it means the seeking one, the bee seeker. Um, and so bees can do the impossible they only want everything around them to be successful they do everything as a team it's amazing to watch how they build a beehive and how they climb on each other and how they just work together and they just love everything around them and they just want to spread sunshine and make things pretty to make people happy and to keep the environment moving and fed and and they just love success so people that do the impossible and are successful is something that I love and enjoy. And so when I learned what my name was, I thought it was fabulous. And I just really felt a connection to two bees. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it would be really fun to be a dream pollinator. So it's I just love help, it. Helping That's- people build their dreams and just spread all the pollen all over to make them grow and make everything around them
0: happy. Fantastic. That's so positive. So why don't you tell us just to take a minute and tell us a little bit about your books. So
1: all my books are about wild, crazy life journeys. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I don't know how, how did that character get there? What's just, she's crazy or he's crazy. And it's all about following your heart, listening Mm -hmm. to your intuition, listening to your signs and symbols being connected to the afterlife and people you can relate to that have passed on. Mm -hmm. Um, the book I'm writing now date with Kate is a thriller Mm -hmm. and it's all about the main character talking to her intuition the whole time and getting guidance from her intuition and getting herself out of this whole wild craziness that happens of, um, I don't want to give it all the way, but no, no, it's okay.
0: It's okay. Thrilled, it away. It. Of, I love that concept though of, of personifying your intuition. I love that. Yeah. And yeah. She, you know, she gives,
1: you know, she it's some it starts with something that happens right before a major um tragedy in her life happens you know, her intuition really comes through and she's like, I don't know why you're bothering me. Like everything's crumbling around me. Why are you here? And then, you know, the intuition keeps speaking to her and she identifies it and gives it a name and, you know, what I think you look like and all this stuff. So there's lots of interesting turns through that and um, how it really saves her life. and. How well, everything works out in the end. Well, not everything, but
0: okay. Don't tell us.
1: <laughs> don't tell us, Debbie. We want to be. We want to be. We want
0: to be um, surprised. Okay. So, if people are interested in your books or in, I know that you have a um, a free fifteen minute consultation for our guests. So, you can you share how they can find those things. And you you know if it's a if it's a long link, we can just put it into the show notes for them. But if you have something you'd like to share. Um, through audio first, let, let us know. Sure.
1: You can find me on my website, which is debbiecruz.com, D E B B Y K R U S Z. Mm-hmm. All my social media handles are at Debbie Cruz, same spelling. Mm-hmm. And yes, I would love to offer a free one on one 15 minute consultation with you about finding your dreams, getting into your next career. Also, would love to offer to all of your listeners a free e-download of my novel that's out now, Soul Meets
0: Body. Fabulous. How generous of you. I love that. So I'm sure our listeners are going to want to take advantage of that. And like I mentioned out there, listeners, don't worry if you missed it or the spelling you're not sure of. We will put the link into the show notes to make it nice and easy for you. So, Debbie. Hmm. What are your final parting words of wisdom? What is that thing that you want to make sure everybody walks away with? I want everybody to know that
1: they are divinely made and you're here for yourself and for your dreams and to spread sunshine everywhere, pollinate everything. And your dreams don't need to sit on the shelf. They were given to you for a reason and dream as big as possible because it belongs to you. And I'd love to help you make them happen.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Debbie. I appreciate it. And those of you listening, if you know somebody out there who's a little lost, maybe a little stuck doesn't want to be where they are, but needs some help pulling those dreams out of them, then share the show with them. I bet they would love it. And always leave us a review. We love those as well. Thank you all for listening. And Debbie, thank you again for being with us today. Thank you so much.